Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. I'm Marcia. Choose this day whom you will serve. Mark 8.36 Mark 8.36 So what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Today I want to talk about Elijah and his showdown at Mount Carmel. So I'll give you a little background. Ahab became king of Israel after his father died. Both Ahab and his father worked in the way of sin, as did Jeroboam. Ahab married Jezebel, who was the daughter of Zidonian king. And he served Baal. It says in 1 Kings 16.31, He reared up an altar for Baal and the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. 1 Kings 16.33 states, And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. The grove that they're talking about there was a Phoenician goddess that signifies the Canaanite fertility goddess believed to be the wife of Baal. Because of this association, the worship of Baal and Asherah was often linked together. They carved wood into an image and they named her Asherah and that is frequently associated by placing it in high trees and among greenery. This is where they placed the image known as the grove. I'm going to paraphrase now. God sent Ahab a warning by the way of the prophet Elijah that there would be no rain for three years. God then directed Elijah where to go for food and water. After three years, God told Elijah to go back to Ahab and he would then send rain. There was a great famine in Samaria during this time. And all that time Ahab had searched for Elijah without success. Ahab sent his governor Obadiah in one direction in search of grass for the animals and he himself went the opposite direction looking for the same. On Obadiah's mission, he saw Elijah. Elijah told Obadiah that he wanted to talk with Ahab and it says in 1 Kings 18 16 so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him and Ahab went to meet Elijah and it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said unto him art thou he that troubleth Israel and he answered I have not troubled Israel but thou and thy father's house in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Ahab blamed Elijah for their lack of rain and misfortune and the famine, but Elijah let him know it was Ahab that was the cause. He let him know why they were the cause. When we do something that is not okay with God, he will let us know that we are the culprit 
and he will let us know what we have done to bring the trouble upon ourselves. I wanted to explain Ahab's commitment to Baal and the building of the grove because it was his actions, his decision to serve an idol, that brought these problems upon his land and his people. Elijah wanted all of the people present along with the prophets. In 1 Kings 18.19 it states, Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Hermel, and the prophets of Baal four hundred and fifty, and the prophets of the groves four hundred, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people, and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. I often look at this event as a showdown. He challenged the people with a question that they refused to answer. The bouncing back and forth between God and Baal. They never would give him an answer to that. But the prophets who served Baal were very diligent in their belief in Baal, as we will see. 1 Kings 18.23 Let them therefore give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord, and the God that answer by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first. For ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock, which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning until noon saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or preadventure he sleeps and must be awaked. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets, till the blood gushed upon them. And it came to pass, when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. Nothing happened as they called out to Baal, because idols are not real except in the imagination of the one who worships them. 1 Kings 18.30 And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar, 
as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order, and cut the bullock in pieces, and laid him on the wood, and said, Fill four barrels with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice, and on the wood. And he said, Do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, Do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and slew them there. And Elijah said to Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. The reason I love this challenge that Elijah offered to the prophets of Baal is because they were so set in their ways, believing Baal was the real God. They needed to be shown, as did the people. In our society today, there are many belief systems out there, just as there were pagan beliefs in ancient days. Some people today are just as set in their ways and stubborn as some of those folks were back in ancient days. They continue to reject the concept of God existing, but they accept trusting a piece of wood as being alive and belief in an inanimate object that it can do something for them, but actually does nothing. In our present day, there are those who are pagan and follow what they have chosen to be their god or gods. There are those who aren't pagan, they just don't believe. They can't wrap their head around a superior spirit that created the world and the people in it. Then there are those who know God exists and have served him, but they want to straddle the fence because they want the things on that side of the world and on this side in serving God. Mark eight thirty six. It was my key verse that I read earlier. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What good is any of it? Yes, you will have exactly what you want and live how you want. But if you fall into hell and you've lost your soul for all eternity, what good did it profit? And Mark 8.37, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Will you give up your soul to the devil in order to have just anything? Is all of those things worth it? Once you fall into hell and you've lost your soul for eternity, 
How could anything up here be worth eternal torment? Luke twelve fifteen, And he said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things which he possesses. How long will we bounce back and forth? One minute we are for God, the next minute we falter and follow the in crowd, because what they are doing is fun and carefree. First Kings 18.21, which was my beginning verse, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long hoped ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. It's not only about the material things and coveting what others have. It's about how we choose to live our lives. The sin committed, which happens in a multitude of ways, and the love of money and disobedience to God. When you search the word of God, he tells us what we are to do and not do. He speaks through preachers who are obedient to give the word exactly how he placed it in their mouth. The Lord will convict us of our sins. He will send people to speak with us one-on-one -on -one in an effort to get us back on the right track. Elijah told the people to choose the Lord and follow him, or if it was Baal, to choose him. So who will you choose? My closing prayer. Lord, for those who believe in you and trust your promises, as bad as it gets down here, they know better days are coming. Those who choose worldliness have no idea what awaits them if they stay on that course. There is nothing good about eternal torment. I pray the deception fall from their heart, that they choose to stand with you no matter what comes their way. A fence straddler is no more saved than the one who chooses not to serve you. I pray they choose this day whom they will serve, and may they choose it wisely. In Jesus' name, amen.